0: Hello and welcome back to Top 5 Disco. I'm Josh. I'm Adam. And it's been a while. Maybe not for you, the listener, because we sort of pre-recorded these, but Adam and I have been in the studio, studio being my apartment, for like five months. And we're ready to get back, right back into it. So excited, especially for this next band. Next band. One of our favorites. Last time we did Coldplay, kind of a controversial pick in that some people love them, some people love to hate them. They're a huge radio pop band. This week we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, A band that Adam and I both love. Um, Maybe a little more obscure. I'm not sure. I wouldn't call them like underground underground. but Definitely not as big as Coldplay. Definitely not Coldplay size
1: band. Um, Let's just get right into it. Yeah. So did we say the name of the band? We didn't. (laughs) (laughs) It is Motion City Soundtrack. Motion City Soundtrack. A
0: band we both love. I'm sitting here wearing the t-shirt. I used to be a big band t-shirt guy.
1: Not so much anymore. I've got a whole box of them back at our parents' house. I'm wearing the uh, classic kind of boxy black glasses in uh, <laughs> In honor of Justin. In, yeah, in honor of the lead singer who wears those. Very nice. Okay, so
0: uh, first let's just kind of reintroduce what this podcast is. for. the If you're the new, new listener to this podcast, you didn't listen to the last episode. Um, but essentially what we're going to do here is Adam and I are going to go through a band's full discography in this case motion city soundtrack we're going to go album by album and we're going to list our top five favorite songs in that album i'll say my five adam will say his we'll go back and forth discuss debate go through the rest of the album sort of deep dive into the band uh as a whole each member the sounds the progressions the albums etc etc and yeah we'll just sort of uh see where we go and and uh hopefully recommend a lot of music to you some of it you know, we love a lot, some we don't love. We're, we're not going to pull any punches here or, you know, just be a Motion City apologists. We're really going to talk about what we love and what we don't love. Um, let's just get into it. Let's do it. So I think first we should sort of talk about how we got into the band. Um,
1: I'm assuming you threw me, but I'll let you talk about it. Or- As always. <laughs> I mean, sure, we'll start with me because I'm sure yours is a little more interesting. Okay. But I'm sure you sent me, I don't know if, if you sent me the first album or... You had put on my iPod a bunch of songs from the Punkorama volume. Oh, yes. And I think uh, the song Throwdown was probably the first one I ever heard. Um, and I have this really strange association with IKEA. For some reason, <laughs> I don't have to make this now like a podcast about IKEA, but IKEA is a wonderful, magical <laughs> place. And I always remember the songs. That I'm listening to on my way there, As on my you're way eating back. The Swedish meatballs. Yes, that too. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know what it is, but that Punkorama uh CD is it's stuck in my mind. There's like a matchbook romance song, Oh, there's yes. a matches song. Oh yes. From first to last. There are like these handful of, of songs. Ride that The Wings stick out. of Pestilence. Oh yeah. Skrillex's first band. Oh, ah, it's crazy. Eh, we can do them at it's, some point. It,
0: oh boy. <laughs> it's funny uh what you said about IKEA. I think both of us have uh, when we were younger, we were lucky enough to go on a lot of road trips with our family. And I associate a lot of albums from our adolescence with those specific car rides and for sure places we've gone to, whether that's national parks or visiting colleges or yada, yada. Absolutely. I have so many memories. I, like I will.
1: That. When we get to the first album, I'll explain oh, my, my okay. association with one of those general. national parks. No, because okay. I have a very specific, cool. very specific association. But yeah, I got I got into them. I think that way, just that one song. I'm sure you had "I Am the Movie," which is their first album that we'll get into, and yes. uh, yeah, just kind of fell in love that way. But how did you hear about them?
0: Yeah, so sort of similarly, I gotta give it up for my friend Ari. Um, back in high school, I mean, I was listening to you know, I wasn't listening to that much uh, underground music or music that wasn't super popular, um, but he introduced me to these punko rama. Uh, compilations were essentially Epitaph Records, this sort of, uh, one of the biggest independent record labels, I think still maybe, um, actually I'm not sure, at least it was in the early 2000s or late 90s. Uh, they kept putting out these compilations called Punkorama. rama and my first exposure to Motion City soundtrack was with Punkorama rama 9, which had Throwdown, oh, which is the, the first song I'd ever heard by them and actually on the DVD that came with it was the music video to The Future Freaks Me Out. Those two songs were my first introduction. Uh-huh. And then I had also gotten, I went backwards from Punkorama 9, I got Punkorama 8 as well. And that got me into Don't Call It a Comeback. So those three songs, Throw Down, Future Freaks Me Out, and Don't Call It a Comeback from the poker, Punkorama mixes, which got me all sorts of bands. I mean, this was like huge for my musical punk pop punk emo upbringing in terms of no effects converge bad religion atmosphere the weaker thens bouncing souls pennywise rancid like all these bands i discovered through punkorama and gotta thank punkorama for that and Ari what, as well. what year was that this is 2003
1: wow well, oh so it's it's right the, after
0: their debut came exactly, out. exactly right after the debut came out that's kind of exciting it's yeah no I well that. that's what i was about to say is that so i got those mixes or those uh, compilations and i remember distinctly going to buy i am the movie because of it it was in the virgin Mega Store in Ugh. times square r.i.p <laughs> that's right uh one of the those huge mega conglomerate record stores like right in the heart of times square we used to always go uh when we would visit the city to see a show or, or to visit relatives i just so distinctly remember being excited to pick this up because of the mixes because of those compilations um and I got it in 2003, the year it came out. And so very similar, similarly to Coldplay, another really cool thing that I love about this band and talking about this band is that I have followed, and I guess we have both followed them through their career from the beginning. I got their first album when only their first album was out. I remember when Commit This to Memory, the second album came out, and every album since then I've been there for. So it's been, as a fan, it's always fun to sort of see your band from the beginning progress album by album and...
1: Yeah. I, I personally can't say the same for that. Okay. I think I got into "I'm the Movie" at some point, or like a handful of songs, and then a handful of songs off of the second album. I really didn't listen at all, like to the third album, for a while. As soon as it hit their fourth, "My Dinosaur Life," that's sort of when I kind of tracked their went progression, backwards, which is sort of the latter half of their yeah of their discography. Gotcha. But still, still, it's uh, it's always fun to see a band grow, yeah, for the better or the worse as always (laughs) oh boy
0: so before we sort of get into it any other um how many times have you seen them live
1: twice and i believe it was all in the span of 365 days wow okay um yeah but i mean we can talk about the yeah we can talk about it later
0: yeah so that adam and i saw them on their uh, farewell tour so spoiler the the band is done the band is over unfortunately so that's um put a cap on their discography at least for now um i've seen them four different times also all starting in the my dinosaur life era so even though i'd been a fan since 2003 i hadn't seen them live until their fourth album tour which is kind of insane um also i bumped into justin the lead singer on the subway once in new york which oh yeah really I, wanted, cool, I wanted to ta- talk to you about we'll that. we'll talk about uh yeah. later Um, alternate name for this podcast is we'll talk about that oh yeah later we (laughs) say that all the time so let's just get into the band Uh, do you have anything else to say to open it up all right so motion city soundtrack uh, a band formed in minneapolis minnesota 1997 by uh, justin pierre the lead singer and joshua kane i would say the lead guitarist and i think the two of them for the
1: most part sort of shared at least in the early days songwriting duties yeah, I think so. It also it, it sounds like from my research that Josh was really he was the one who was uh, kind of managing affairs, and yeah. he was the one who kind of asked Justin. Oh, so he brought Justin in. Right? He, he brought Justin into I think another band, and then that kind of wasn't happening. They decided to form what is Motion City Soundtrack, and then they went through a bunch of lineup changes and a couple of different EPs that they released. And
0: yeah, I think we should sort of you know gloss over gloss over the early <laughs> stuff uh their first release was a uh seven inch two song single from 1999 promenade 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 in carolina which are okay and actually you know the songs are not bad uh it's obviously very lo-fi Justin's sound voice sounds totally different um just low production value i could see you can see
1: where they're gonna go yeah, which is definitely nice. seedlings of- what becomes i am the movie their first record yeah
0: i would check them out if you're interested but not essential and then even less essential i would say are the two eps they put out afterward kids for america and back to the beat both uh in 2000 um there's just yeah to be honest they're they're kind of bummers uh (laughs) this the songs that are good on them they later they knew were good and they later re-recorded for either their debut i am the movie or as b-sides everything else
1: is just pretty forgettable What's kind of you could say fun maybe is that you get to see the progression slowly to what becomes Mocha City Soundtrack. They eventually add a Moog synthesizer. Yeah. Mog, Moog? I, I was going to ask you. You're the music <laughs> guy. Oh man, I should I should have looked. I think, I think, it's, I looked this I think up. it's I think it's Moog. Mog. mog? I, I think it's Mog. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm just gonna say this Bro. right now i'm gonna say moog because that's just I how i need to look this it. up real quick <laughs> because
0: we're gonna be saying it a lot um it is moog rhymes with vogue that's gonna be difficult to, uh, i'm gonna keep saying moog yeah me at. too but you Any, know what we're talking about. Yeah. So anyway, the point being that in these early EPs, it's kind of fun to watch the progression of what eventually would become the debut album. First in the Promenade Carolina, Seven Inch, it's very emo, heavy, post-hardcore kind of music. Um, and then come the Kids for America and back to the BEP, where they sort of start adding in that, you know, quirky, cutesy pop culture references. I guess the the mode comes in eventually. Um, yeah, so it's fun to, and to watch the band sort of progress as you go through these eps but not essential we're not going to cover them further than that
1: did you notice that i think it's in promenade or it's in carolina one of those he he says the lyric um contact was questioned no i didn't realize that Com- yeah is that cambridge yeah it's like the first Cam- line in, in in cambridge so there's that also and they the cambridge is on the kids for america ep right so, so right. even so he before it, right, yeah, he it yeah in right beforehand. back so. Also, um, so Josh and I, uh, we mentioned earlier, we went to uh, one of their final shows on their farewell on their farewell tour, and uh, the first song that Justin opened up with was uh, "Back to the Beat," which is the last song on the final EP, right? Yes, exactly. So that was just sort of a nice, kind of poetic way to.
0: Yeah, it was. I remember being like, wait, what song is this? Because
1: honestly, these early EPs, I don't think either of us knew well before doing the research for this podcast. And the song's not that great, but still to open up like the last show that we'll ever see, probably of theirs with that. And then it went right into the first song off the first album. Oh, did it go right to Cambridge? Yeah, right into Cambridge. It was like, I know why they did it. And it was beautiful. Okay.
0: So. Great transition. Before we start talking and list our top five for the debut album, let's sort of talk about what that what happened with that. Um, so you were saying that uh, the band Motion City Soundtrack was really just Joshua Kane and Justin Pierre, but then they added in the other members. Um, I think they were touring with this other band called Submerge, which had Matt Taylor, who plays bass, and Tony Thaxon on drums, and they asked them to join the band, right? Right yeah yeah and then the final piece of the puzzle was jesse johnson one of a friends of yeah josh. he was
1: like working at a restaurant he was like a co-worker. Or something with josh i don't know if it was a restaurant so but. three
0: weeks before they start to record their debut album they're like uh you want to play keys for us yeah having he, never played right keys which before, I, I always love that yeah like will champion and Coldplay. exactly yeah
1: exactly so yeah. yeah so so they they tried to self-record
0: i believe the first album um and it just failed. They just like couldn't do it. And so they eventually were like, all right, let's put aside some money. I read that it took uh, $6,000. $6, yeah. Um, which yeah, I think, think I asked you this in the last podcast. Is that a lot <laughs> for well, a full album? Well, I think for
1: them, for an independent band, they were budgeted for four thousand dollars and then it ended up having to cost more so for them oh, okay. definitely that was like way more than i think that they were hoping to yeah to spend but yeah i think th- so yeah they they tried one version of the album i think they like showed it to ed rose who eventually produced the actual album okay. and he was just like start over like start from so scratch. there were
0: multiple iterations yeah, of this because they first they self recorded it. They showed it to the producer and they're like, "This is great, but we need to re record it." This producer uh, was known for the Get Up Kids. I think he actually produced Intuit Over It, which is a band I really like. Oh. Touche Amore. Um, so they recorded this all over again with Ed Rose. They sold the album uh, out of their van and on their website, but uh, I don't think they were happy with it. Or or maybe what happened was they they got signed right because of it.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to see the timeline of things because at some point Matt Taylor re like recorded over the bass so parts. So that's
0: that's okay. So essentially they recorded it. They s- they start selling it out of their van. Um, Brett uh, Gurwitz, oh, I think the lead guitarist of Bad Religion, who's also I could be wrong, the lead singer. he's part of bad religion uh he signs them to his label epitaph and we said that earlier i think in the podcast epitaph was sort of the biggest independent label at the time for a lot of punk and pop punk and emo bands um he listened to them and signed them immediately but he wanted them to re-record or or edit rather the album that they did with ed rose so he did an additional 12 days of recording properly remixing it that's when matt overdubbed his bass or changed his bass lines. Right. I think
1: Jesse also added some more... Keyboards. Moog Mogue boor- Mogue. Mogue. <laughs> yeah. um, And then they, as a band, collectively, for the first time, wrote... Three more songs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, again, we can, we can talk about. But I think with I Am The Movie, which we're about to get into, uh, all of those songs, f- for the most part, except for the ones that we were just mentioning, I guess there's a few um were written by josh and justin so it's really interesting these other band members kind of had to come in and just learn these songs that had already had some demos they had already had these parts and it's it's interesting again we will talk about it it's uh the sound of the album is i think very different than anything that comes after absolutely so they definitely the two of them josh and justin had a sound you mean musically and songwriting wise not just production absolutely absolutely and
0: uh yeah, I think Jesse Johnson was just playing the keyboard riffs or the Moog riffs that Justin was playing in live. Like, I think Justin was playing both
1: the Moog and guitar when they used to play live. Yeah, I think he and Josh had to like switch off, yeah. but pretty much that's kind of the position he took. Yeah. I think we're ready. I think so. Okay. I'm so happy. I know. So, this album. Yeah, should we means talk a about lot. a little? Yeah, this
0: album means so much to me. <laughs> like I said, this is the first album I got by them. I want to live in this album. Like, yeah, I just love it so much. The sound we sort of alluded to earlier. Um, I think it's kind of cool that we're doing Motion City soundtrack. You know, Coldplay, I thought was cool to do because it was a band. Not everybody likes. Motion City, it's in a genre that I don't think a lot of people critically uh, dive into. Like, you know, pop punk and emo is only sort of recently having a comeback. And I don't think a lot of music critics or what have you would sort of take it seriously in a way and then do what we're doing here so i'm really excited to go into a band that dives into both emo pop punk just i don't know they're just a rock band it doesn't matter the genres don't matter but i feel like motion city soundtrack was never a band that has gotten much critical
1: uh review for sure and again i mean i think a lot of people will i mean granted pop punk emo they have their fan base for sure oh definitely um, devoted but there is something about motion city soundtrack that we'll talk about throughout this podcast that really feels different they are much different i think more sophisticated than other bands of their, their ilk. peers
0: absolutely yeah Ooh, ilk, nice. ilk. <laughs> yeah i mean just before they uh released the new uh the album i think they were touring with sugar Cult and all american rejects they eventually tour with fallout boy panic the disco all bands that or just not my thing. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, it's interesting that a band like this that is so in that same scene, to me, sounds so much <laughs> different and
1: better yeah. and more unique. I mean, that may just be our own bias. I mean, both concerts that I saw of theirs, uh oh, the they, openers. Yeah, all the openers uh, yeah. were just like you could you can see the genre that Motion City soundtrack uh is technically a part of what people think they're a part of what they're kind of going to be booked with and you know what to be honest those are probably bands that they wanted to open for them like i don't know exactly how it worked but they're all they just seem very cookie cutter yeah and just all of these we're not gonna name names yeah all of these uh just kind of cliches that i think motion city soundtrack for the most part um overcomes and i they, yeah. they i mean they made that happen for us
0: like i think i focused in on them from the punko rama mixes that were i told you what other butler bands i discovered from them but there were a lot of other ones that i did not like on those comps so they they made themselves stand out with their unique blend of heaviness aggressiveness pop culture referencing quirkiness and that moog is so iconic to their sound yeah for the most part i think we should do it let's do it oh boy i'm so excited i i've this whole time we've been uh listening for months writing our notes what have you i've just been so to reiterate adam and i don't know each other's top five lists so we've gone in purposely cold and i'm just excited to hear what you have and i'm nervous that i don't know what i'm nervous about uh
1: Uh, you want to start sure uh my number five is red dress wow okay my number five is my favorite accident okay and now I'm just gonna put it out there. I had the hardest time. This specifically, is impossible. Specifically, these four. I'm like, I know maybe it's whatever. I'm not even gonna say. They can all be completely interchanged to me, and yet. I feel like sort of the last time that I've been listening through all of these. This is just kind of the order I had to put them in for some strange reason. So number four for uh, me, just to introduce. Yeah, go time, ahead.
0: I finalized my list at five a.m. last night. Like I cannot. Yeah. Even now, I'm 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 worried that this is not right. There's so many great songs on here, and we'll go into uh, pretty much all of them. Um, and this album just flows so well and everything feels vital. Even the songs that I used to like, eh, I can kind of cut that. I still feel really work and, and I my brain knows when they come in next on yeah. the album.
1: And, yeah, okay. same. So right. my number four, number four is Shiver. Okay. My number four is The Red Dress. Ooh, okay. My number three is My Favorite Accident.
0: Whoa, okay. My number three is Shiver
1: okay so i guess we are these all the same so songs? far yes just in a different order yeah. okay my number two is a-okay wow really? wow i don't know what that means okay my number two is mary without sound mm. is that what it is? is mary without a sound without sound without sound okay oh, your favorite album huh <laughs> yeah <right? laughs> My number
0: one is indoor living, and my number one is indoor living. Ooh, that
1: makes me so that happy! I awesome. had no idea. So, <laughs> I only did that for AOK because
0: I think you know that used to be my favorite song on the album. I, I don't think you oh, didn't I did know, know, know that. No,
1: okay. I, I always thought it was Shiver.
0: Oh, okay. Um, that I, I don't know, maybe it has to do with. Uh, it being like alphabetically in like the iTunes library, oh, yeah. I well, would listen like to the it, first one that came up. The first, out. like you plug in your iPad, your iPod, uh, your iPod, and it would just play. Okay.
1: For the record, the song that would always come up for me when I did that was "A" by Bare Naked Ladies. That would happen to me too. <laughs> so maybe, maybe it was first "A" by Bare Naked Ladies. And then <laughs> That's why I have just City like soundtrack. flashbacks every time I hear that. <laughs> right. But anyway, back to Motion City soundtrack. Um, All right, we've got our
0: lists now. Let's go through them. So to yeah. calculate which one to do first, I think we should start with the red dress. Yes.
1: so happy that you put this as number four. You didn't think I would have it? I thought it would be on a list. Honestly, I thought A-OK would have been higher. But yeah, that's totally to okay. It, yeah. it's like number six No, for sure. Red Dress is, is so much energy, so much oh fun. God. Um Just out of the gate, It just like...
0: Yeah, just like the guitar strumming, an amazing snare roll that Adam just replicated, and then the fill throughout this podcast. Oh, yeah. The The... The amount of fills that Tony Thaxton I got I think he's my favorite drummer. I I just don't know who else in my life has been so exciting to
1: listen to. Yes. I fully agree. Uh Tony is a huge influence on me as a drummer. This album specifically, I like, I know, I don't even know how I know, but I just know every drum part, every time it comes in. He we can talk about it throughout. I don't need to just do an entire Tony he section just makes right now. Everything exciting. Everything. Yeah, he whacks the shit out of his drums. It's a lot of combinations of just fast snare and bass and all this stuff. It's yeah, and and all of his parts are intricate. And anyway, to that point, and this is a
0: nice transition on this song. I feel the same way about Joshua Kane on this album. I'm oh, just assuming. Oh, I'm just assuming that all the lead guitar parts are him. Let's just yeah. I'm just assuming that. Yeah. Even on this song, so we didn't even get you know through it, but like in the chorus and and all through the song, there's just there's so many great guitar lines and riffs and counter melodies just going in one ear and the other, and there's just so many to pick apart. I have to keep stopping and going back yep. to them to hear what he was doing. He's just littering these songs with oh, amazing mel- like melodies in his guitar playing. <laughs> so yeah, the
1: chorus
0: is. Fucking
1: amazing! What do you consider the chorus? <laughs> Here we go again. Yeah,
0: I'm on my way. Okay, there yeah, we go. I right? was
1: like, is it I am the red or I, I like the red dress? Oh, interesting. Whatever it I is, I think that's the pre-chorus. Let's just know it. <laughs> I'm on my way. It's just so
0: shimmering and jangly and there's like glockenspiel or yeah. bells happening as
1: the guitar is going all over the place dun 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 all over the place and the chord changes are beautiful yeah his vo- his like that's the most sort of melodic part of the song all, all like everything else is just kind of like him sort of chanting melodically but it's like a very tags <sighs> out
0: front yeah. it's a lot of kind of
1: gang vocally Anthemic. shouted Yeah.
0: Which is fun and great. The verses are amazing. But oh, God, when that chorus hits, it is, it's euphoric to me. It is so. I don't know. I don't know if it's the bells or I don't know if it's the ascending chord changes. Something about it is. His vocals
1: are also doubled. I don't know. There's something about it that just kind of makes it more soaring. Yeah. As opposed to every other part. But it's just so well crafted, well written. Um the energy on this thing is yeah
0: it's probably the most energy. Like there are heavier songs on the album. Yeah. Like Mary Without Sound and Don't Call It a Comeback. Even though this isn't as heavy, I feel like this is just like the peppiest for some reason. Maybe yes. it's the drum rolling on the yeah, snare. There's also
1: something about it like there's a lot of it almost sounds like anger and Really? And emotion. no, not in this song. Oh okay. on, on the record. Oh, yeah. And this song, I think the concept of it's just like I like I your like, hair much better that way, when it hangs out front. I'm tilting my head like a listener, but I'm just thinking about what you're wearing. Like right. I'm just thinking about the Motion the Red City suggests, soundtrack something.
0: and Justin Pierre's lyrics can go very dark, um, especially on latter albums. Um, but it's nice sometimes to just have a fun, frivolous. Hey, there's a pretty girl.
1: And this feels like that. Maybe yeah. I haven't read into the lyrics as well. but No, for sure. I don't understand some of exactly what he's saying. But that paired with the energy, it's. I'm always excited when this song comes on. Yeah. I mean, I love this album in general, but this song always had that. And especially so when energy. I was re-listening this time around, I just kept going back. Every time it goes to the, I like the red dress. Um, there
0: are man. so many Tony fills on this song, just one after the other. Even if they're very short and not super technical, they're just so satisfying. Yeah. It's like he, br- not only does he do these fills within the context of the verse, the chorus, he bridges a lot of the parts of the song from verse to chorus, chorus to bridge, chorus to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he does that all the time, and it's just so fun. I'm, I'm talking it to death. We're going to be talking about it so much in this podcast yeah. because he makes these songs so exciting from a percussive point of view
1: another thing i want to note is the build into the first whatever you want to call it i like the red dress it has that uh what is it um you'll say you'll burn this city down <laughs> with stars and stripes stars and And then the it's just such a good like anticipation into that's a great I point they i
0: don't know if it's build tension but they they do this thing where they change the rhythm of the way the guitar is played or the way the bass goes so that each part feels distinct but it feels together. I don't even know what I'm yeah, talking about it's anymore. Just, it's just, no, it's, I know. <laughs> this song is amazing. Let's move forward though. For sure. Uh, I think we should do next uh my favorite accident. With This song was one of the first singles on the album. I think it was the second one after Future Freaks Me Out, which, by the way, neither of us included. We'll get to that.
1: Yeah, I was... I, I it was a, fighting I, for me. I, I Not wasn't crazy. really fighting for... But that doesn't mean much, because yeah. I really love almost every single song on this album. Yeah. But...
0: This song is kind of special to me for a couple reasons. Number one, this is one of the first and only riffs I've ever learned on piano. I like remember that. I remember (laughs) when you would play this on piano. That's awesome. And anytime I go to a piano, it's like, oh, what can I play? It's this and that's it. And (laughs) weird artsy piano stuff I do. And I can play a little bit of um, uh,
1: Carpenters. Anyway, And there's some Aida. Some Aida in
0: there. (laughs) I've always wanted to be able to play Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. Mm. That's that's a goal of mine. Anyway, the piano riff is iconic. It starts off with this kind of lo-fi version of it on what sounds like a real upright piano. Or maybe it's just a piano setting on a keyboard. Yeah. Um, but then... Uh, the drums! I know. Oh my God, they're huge. And they sound amazing. I just can't believe this is an independently released first record. It yeah. just, the production is incredible. I really think... I think it's the best production of
1: all their albums. And maybe that's really? just, you don't think so? I love it. I mean, yeah, it depends what you mean by best production. Actually, I take it back. We'll
0: get to the one that I think okay. is the better production. Because there are parts where I feel like the Moog is a little buried in the mix. and there's yeah. But I just love, like I said earlier, I want to live in this album. And I just, yeah. when the band comes in and that Moog is just... And there's just so much going on. And it's so heavy. And the band feels so together. It just... Ugh, it just rules the the band sounds so good so propulsive and intense and just that riff is super catchy yeah it's just amazing
1: no it's again so much energy and another thing just on the production what i think i love is that You can hear every single instrument and there's a lot going on like i'm sure they did some overdubs as well but it's just very well mixed so you get everything and it's still super punchy and super energetic punchy is a great word i feel like all these songs feel super punchy and just so crisp Yeah, great melodies throughout this song i love the contrast from it's like very minor verse and pre-chorus to the chorus is just another explosion cathartic major just Josh's. I love that. You yeah. said we were an accident. It's kind of cheesy, but I love that lyric.
0: We were an accident. You'll always be my favorite one. You'll be my favorite accident. It's just a kind of
1: cute sentiment. Yeah. I, nev- uh, I never, I never saw it personally as cheesy. There, there, was, okay. there are some things around that that, that are, but. Skin, skin, please let you know, me The in. best vocal line is, left me in ocean. Oh, man. Every time that Which happens. is right before what you
0: just did. Yeah, yeah. And then those gang vocals on skin, skin. Uh, the drum
1: roll, and then it pauses, and then back to the chorus, and, oh,
0: the bridge.
1: What I will say is, I remember in our last podcast about Coldplay, in the last album, I, I mentioned that something was kind of emo-y about, what is it, the song Fun, and he's like, you and me, you were always meant to, always meant to, me. And it was like kind of lo fi. I think this is sort of where I got that idea. When he goes, long winded promises of future, it's like kind of a little more lo fi and muted and whatever. And like, anyway. By the way,
0: that's a trope that I sort of realized in this album. I don't know if you did. And by this is the fifth song on the record where the bridge or, or the post second chorus is just just in vocal and just strummed guitars they do that so much that's one criticism N- enough, i
1: have is it just this album because i noticed that on like a no lot no of, it's on a lot yeah, of albums but yeah. i
0: remember listening straight through to this album i'm like yeah. wow this is the third or fourth time they've done oh this. really yeah. yeah
1: no i mean listen they uh they they beat a lot of the cliches but they still keep some of them yeah. around you know
0: Last thing I want to say is is the outro oh, is yeah. amazing oh, with the man. guitar feedback and when he's hitting that ride symbol I think that's what it's called I don't know it's S- some sort of crash I yeah think some it's a crash whatever symbol. some symbol it's just they they do a great job on this album especially of really cool instrumental passages and outros yeah that you know even if they're just going verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus or verse chorus whatever Justin just, in, just solo and guitar then they'll do a really cool. Outro instrumental
1: breakdown
0: that okay, just—that's it's awesome. Yeah. This
1: really, is—it's like an opus. This is really, opus. yeah, it's such a masterpiece of a song. I—I I really love it. Yeah, me too. Okay, next, let's talk about Shiver. This is really. I get why Cambridge was the first song, and like they all, they ha- they have this thing where almost every first song on their albums is just a banger. It's just a it's a, it's a quick, really energetic banger. So I get it, and I love Cambridge. But Shiver to me, just Derek like, Jeter spot. It, you're right. It's the Derek <laughs> Jeter spot, uh, as we call it. Um, I think this is probably one of the better ones. The better Jeter spots.
0: Oh my god! I was making a Motion City joke. Because that's what they say oh. at the end of the song. Uh, anyway, uh, I love the transition from Cambridge into Shiver. It bleeds yes. really well. In fact, on this album a lot, they do really nice transitions from song to song that make it feel really cohesive. Oh, man. Every time the drum hits and it's accented by the Moog and those guitar slides, that just reminds me of... Do you remember like, those yes.
1: Flash games, the Punk-O-Matic? I was just Wee- going to say that. That was such a i don't want to say stock like it works really well but it just sounds that
0: and they do that a couple times on this album and um
1: maybe moving forward too. actually mostly just this album but i love it i love when it does that screech there's just i mean going back to the beginning it's such a it almost seems again cliche is not the right word but just the ding 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 and then he's bang 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 like here we are as a band yeah it definitely uh yeah it
0: feels like bells ringing and like opening the yeah it just feels like here we are as a band this is
1: really what you're gonna get when you hear motion city soundtrack and man man i love the song and again josh just going at it with these i think justin like the range of his vocals are amazing on this song
0: and i also think this song again this is just in the context of this being the second song on the album this is the first time you realize how great of a drummer tony is because like cambridge is good it's fast, but that yeah. could be anyone. Right. This, is, this is where he shines. Yep. Like We could replicate the drum fills with our mouths, <laughs> but there's just so many great parts where, where Tony sh-
1: uh, shines and stands out. There's, there's something in this song where technically the chorus begins... With a drum fill, yeah, it exactly. makes it feel very. I, I like never cued into that until I heard an acoustic version where you hear them just kind of start it strumming nicely, and I'm like, wait, I thought that's like the end uh-huh. of the pre-chorus, but it's just again, they they really have unique songs. These really feel very unique. The chord progressions, how they, it's it's but also how they incorporate each band
0: member, or at least the ones we've yeah. been talking about. Um, yeah, you're right. It starts yeah. off the vocal melody of the chorus before you hear anything you hear tony and it just sounds so cool oh man yeah it's just a very it's a simple the chorus is pretty simple i would say and i think it maybe kept me from putting it any higher like, woo, woo, doo, doo, doo. but when it- the chorus ends that doo, 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 um, doo, doo,
1: the second half doo, 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 of the chorus just sends the, the drums. radio goes on and on and on <laughs> yeah the oh, best okay. melody with the chord changes is the i can't believe we got that right yeah that four note transition back into
0: uh first um nice guitar work on the sort of bridge section where you know
1: yes yeah Yeah, josh Josh. is is a beast on this record really i mean one of my favorite things in music are just honestly picked guitar parts especially Mm. ones that like hit some nice kind of uh sevenths and ninths and that kind of thing but Mm -hmm. and it's all over this album Yeah. Also something I wanted to mention was, do you hear, maybe it's on different devices, whether it's on your headphones or in the car, a lot of Jesse's uh, Moog parts, synth parts, whatever, they have these overtones. And sometimes I like only hear the overtones and it kind of sounds like it's out of the key. I like, I get, I got used to it, but honestly, I feel like listening back to it sometimes. So maybe that's the only thing about the production on this album Uh that that all, yeah. But I actually hear it on a couple other albums, so maybe that's something I that haven't I like, noticed that but.
0: there are times when I'm like it's too buried in the mix, yeah. which they fix on latter
1: albums, I think. And uh, lastly, yeah, Josh made that joke that I did not catch, but <laughs> it ends with that very uh, classic kind of studio video. Yeah. yeah, it's like I uh, think that was probably one of the better ones, and it is absolutely I, I love that song. So up
0: until this point, those three songs we had both included on our lists in just slightly different orders. Now in the number two spot for our own top fives. Uh, you put AOK. I put Mary without sound. Uh, I love AOK. I can't believe you don't have Mary without sound on your on your list. I know it was fighting. That's insane. It was to me. fighting. I always thought, I always associate that song with like you showing me Josh. Like uh, I remember. Listen to this because again
1: I probably knew the majority of this album at one point, and then for some reason I guess that song was never on my iPod yeah. or something. Well, now that we're talking about it, This we is might as well. Mary without sound.
0: So, oh man I think I actually while we were doing this you know music listening to prepare I try not to text or talk to Adam too much about it because we don't want to kind of spoil the reactions but I had a moment while listening to Mary Without Sound when I was driving in my car I actually parked the car because I just couldn't believe how great this song obviously I knew this song I've known it for 15 years but it was hitting me in a way it never had before I just kept stopping and going oh Like, every time Tony had this insane fill or they were just rocking so fucking hard, I just
1: lost my mind. I lost my shit at how good this song is. This was one of the songs where I heard it and, again, I knew the rest of the album, but I'm just like, there are honestly few times where I listen to a record and I can just feel the intensity and the emotion with which these guys are 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 playing, it and it's and not just the it. vocals, which obviously are important. No, but for but sure, just it's everything. Like they're they're just, just they're rocking. Yeah, they're so beating, yeah.
0: hard. The drums are incredible. The yeah. screechy, intense guitar work, and like you said, the moog. I like how the verses are just the vocals and drums. I don't know how often those that pairing happens. Yeah. just do, do, kuh, kuh, do, kuh, with with Justin singing over it, and then oh my God, when those guitars <sighs> come in. It is so beautiful. It's so like, well orchestrated. I, can't, yes. I cannot and I know stop that's, saying that's that. I that's huge for you, especially, to, yeah. to like the idea of the band came together and each had a part and everything fits so nicely and there's so much to dissect and pick apart and, and find new things to love every time you listen. Yep. That's what makes, for a lot of things, a great album. And, and this is one of them. I mean, this is probably the most emo, post-hardcore song on the album, yeah. but who cares? Like I don't, even though that's not a genre I normally uh dive into this song is incredible and makes me feel like i should it's the most visceral shouted chorus i can't stop air drumming to this thing it's uh, it's it's amazing
1: yeah that phil um i I can't get i remember i remember trying to to learn it which one
0: yeah so so i don't even understand the 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 time signature something is off where he's I, i can't even explain it yeah Every time it happens. It's like a bar of
1: six, I don't know. But it's it just, again, it makes it so, like, they are so unique. They are so unique. They really tried to make something different, which they did, and it's glorious. And then the
0: final fill into the chorus, like this Uh, insanely fast Tom roll. I don't know what it is.
1: Honestly, the chorus, I like it. It just, I think there's something about the chorus that, kept it off the list for me that was and that's how i felt about um, hey baby hey like i'm not gonna try to make it sound stupid it's great it really is i love it and the bridge Ooh, yeah. i'm very curious if this is the same girl uh who he writes my favorite accident about because he says lyrically, you're reading into it you mean? yeah 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 because he, he talks about something about without a sound he does, he does make that reference in My Favorite Accident. Oh, interesting. And then this is obviously Mary without sound. So I'm curious. That probably could be. But uh, I also, I th- the melody that I always picked out was, I can't believe that there is nowhere you can go and not be found without sound. S- Ugh.
0: A really cool lyric that I sort of find, I think he's I think he's a great lyricist most of the time. Um, sometimes it doesn't always make sense, but he's just good at stringing words together. Which that,
1: I love, honestly. I, that's its own artistic so form of for lyricism. for me, on
0: this song, head for the razor-broken bottle hangman runarounds. Mm-hmm. I have no fucking clue what he's talking about. Foreshadowing maybe hangman? Maybe foreshadowing hangman on the next record, but I just love the way that sounds. It's It sounds poetic, even though maybe it's pseudo-poetic, because he nobody no idea what he's talking about. Yeah. Maybe he does, we don't know okay let's do your number two which which was really fighting for me the the ones that were fighting for number uh, or just a spot on the list were a-okay and future freaks me out um a-okay
1: This was gonna be number one. Wow. This was gonna oh, that be makes number me one. I was so for happy me. and kind of bummed that I didn't even include <laughs> it because it was my favorite for so long. This is like becoming my favorite. It's and it's really I love the song. It's really everything that happens in the second half. Um there is something that just gets me it i am i'm so I chills emotions i don't know what it is about how they orchestrate and and play that last part i don't i, don't, I mean when you say the
0: last part are, do you mean the second verse where it's muted guitar and then all of a sudden he's
1: doing his little riff it's really when it when it uh when all the parts start kind of coming together um i'm trying to remember yeah i shut my mouth as soon as that second time hits when he does that and then the U, A, o, or someday whatever it is they're like all these different parts that are great melodies that are constantly going on top of one another again so much intensity you can just hear the emotion he's, i love tony again oh
0: but man his his, his nap-da, fills nap-da, the, nap-da, nap-da. Cl- the clicky yeah. kind of noises he's making with with hitting the the rims there's just so many fun different drum parts and then there's a great Mo'Griff in it. And once again, they sort of do an awesome slow breakdown like they've been sort of been doing. And then it closes with this layered sort of chorus vocal. Oh, everything's sort of on top of each other. One day you'll understand that everything is A OK. It's a beautiful similar to Coldplay. What does it end with everything's not lost? Yeah. And now this is Which they also do with a lot of their a
1: lot. Not all of them. Not all of them. But, 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 yeah, but a lot of even their if it closes kills me, yeah. down the river. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um one of the best parts that honestly makes those outro parts of the song for me and this song one of the best things is just the (laughs) over the chords over those melodies it all just comes together in genius i I can't josh is 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 brilliant i cannot gush enough about this song i really there are so many amazing parts there's so many
0: guitars
1: on in the outro like playing in different parts of your ear yeah they have all these bars of seven four where they're skipping these beats uh oh yeah when the band comes in it's just oh god when the band is tight and they're together and they're accenting and
0: hitting the same yes. things whether that's just the rhythm section or the guitars.
1: yeah those things are kind of it's a nice contrast sometimes to how orchestrated this album is and these songs are and honestly right because
0: there are parts where it's just like muted guitar playing just riffs and then there's sort of guitars noodling around it and the bass is kind of doing something steady so when you finally have that and all of a sudden they all come in together
1: yeah it's it's huge also when he screams i am the reason great it's vocals. like wow that guy can scream yeah when he wants awesome. to I, I love, love it. this song. me too me too oh, so it was, I didn't choose it. but it was really between this and indoor living
0: indoor living so our collective number one and i'm really happy that we have the me same too. number one is indoor living Conversations
1: in the corner
0: Yeah, for the longest time, indoor living and shiver in my mind were just the cream of the crop of this of this album, and I think the reason is and the reason <laughs>
1: uh, this is sort of the first slower song, like kind of a ballad, but not really. It feels very singer songwriting mm. It's like a singer songwriter brought this into whatever you want to call it, an emotional rock band. For some reason, the term emo I feel like has some negative connotations, so I'm just gonna call it emotional rock. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And man, they fucking killed it! Yeah, the verse melody is amazing. The drum groove
0: is amazing, and there's guitar noodling all over it.
1: it and it, it it starts off with one of my favorite intros ever. This is just one of my favorite songs ever. I really love this song. That that picked guitar part. Yeah is gorgeous and it hits this one note that's kind of funky but works so well mm. tony's doing these little sizzles it's just beautiful <laughs> little sizzles, little sizzles. it's uh, little caesar's second cousin <laughs> <laughs> um and and then as soon as the verse hits the guitar starts to do these like backwards swells yes yes which is another thing i love and any any sound that is kind of dreary dreamy druggy i love and so
0: We've sort of mentioned, oh, Josh is so amazing at having these power parts and noodles. I love how much feedback and ambience, ambient guitar noises that sort of fill in the spaces and it gives it this, I don't know, it feels, you know, you said, oh, you can hear every instrument, but there's a way for that to feel skeletal. And I think because they add this extra ambient noise to the background, it just even feels even more full and even more atmospheric, even more, I can't, I can't explain it. Uh, this chorus is everything to me. This, The melody of this chorus is just
1: so perfect. And, yeah. and for love, a repetitive chorus, it works so well. The, and the guitar. That, oh, yeah. that with the storyline. Oh, man. I know. Now I fall asleep in my rented room. It's not much to talk about. And the drum accents. Yeah. Oh, and the Moog's killing it. I don't want to let you out. And wanna then another pink punk-omatic. Oh, in the guitar uh, slide. Yeah, in Wee- that. The call and response in the verses of himself. He's like, I fell off the sidelines long. I had Which we're it making sounds, sound yeah. hokey, but it's. <laughs> uh, there's so many different melodies
0: in one. They have so many great ideas on this one song, and they yeah. all work so well. I love little things like when he says, I'm just gonna let you down. Yes. Like when they do that, they, they accent those hits.
1: And as soon as he does that, what, my favorite guitar, josh guitar, guitar yeah. ever oh, god it's so good and then the outro oh,
0: yeah just... and there's more feedback and so that outro is they don't sound like that until like disappear again it's like yeah. like really fast that that rhythm doesn't really appear on much of their music for except sure later uh, in their fourth album uh, this song is really sad it's I re- I honestly so relate a lot to Definitely. It. Definitely. I mean, it's all about his depression as far as I can tell. Yeah. Uh, if I can't, I can't complain if I don't know how uh, it's not much to talk about. I fall asleep and do nothing. I've got but I've got so much to talk about. Yeah. That hits me so yeah. so well because I think we're both similar. We have we're in our heads a lot and we have so much we want to talk about and share with people. It's and also it's
1: also one of those just like it's not much to talk about, but I've got so much to talk about. Yeah, and but I don't I don't want to let you down. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. just thinking about it, that it kills me. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. And just the yeah, and the idea of not wanting to make a mistake, staying indoors, and that whole uh, I'm all to, like, wasted
0: conversations in yeah. the corner of an empty room. Uh, yeah, that's I mean so it's, it's it's
1: it's emo. It's it's depressing, it, but, uh, but it's, it's it's glorious, beautiful. Also, I know you don't want to miss this. Before we move on, is that Tony Phil into oh, the second verse? My. It's not even God. like, it's not even an incredible fill, but it's the whole band. They just like it's wait where, until the second beat. It's where it beat.
0: is. It's less, more so than what it is. Yeah. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. There's another uh, just lyric that I wrote down that I really like. Outside the sidelines falling harder, uh, or sorry, failing harder than the martyred stars of made for TV crime. Yeah, it's a great lyric. He is such a good lyricist yeah. and, and likes to add these, at, at points, we'll talk about it when we get to Antonia, there are times when he gets like, oh, here are all the cutesy pop culture references I can think of, and it kind of becomes overkill for me. But then when he's got such an intense and beautiful and meaningful song and sort of uses little pop culture nuggets to explain how he feels yeah. in a way that's not cheesy, I think is is super unique and really special for him as a songwriter. Yep. So measure my endeavors loosely based on someone else's song. I know. That of, is that, yes, me in my me life. Too. All I do. It's, it's
1: like movies as well. It's like anything, romantics. I mean, yeah. yeah. Anything that's already like put down on paper, like you almost think that's like what I want. That's what I want to be. That's, but I don't know. And also I forgot what the line is. It's uh start me off. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll figure
0: it out later. So yeah, those are our top five, but, Oh man, there's so much more of this album. I want to quickly go through. Uh, I guess we'll start at the top. So it opens up with Cambridge. Uh, it's a perfect opener, I think. It may not be a standout song, but it lets you know who this band is. It the, the beginning sort of sounds like bells, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the bass and drums are perfect, the propulsive. And then the guitar comes in. It's just this fiery, rocking opener. Um, it's just,
1: yeah so frenetic and messy word, yeah it's like messy and dirty and like it is it's, such a great it's way garage
0: i feel like i see them playing this in a garage well there we go like, this is
1: this is i think the first song that comes that goes on to i am the movie that was on one of their eps right right
0: cambridge you're absolutely right so cambridge was the first song on that kids from america ep which not a good version to listen to once you know yeah. this one it's hard to go back and listen yeah. to the rougher version because this already is kind of messy like you said uh very cryptic lyrics i have no I, me idea too. What i know he's i look at this I'm like I don't know in this is. Is. but i mean head colds and frozen weeks of summer holds it's kind of cool yeah uh, it's a huge declarative chorus hold my head like
1: yeah. oh my head. It's, it's great awesome. i
0: don't know if we're doing this justice. If this just sounds annoying. <laughs> We're doing it justice.
1: This is a great oh, that's funny. Uh, this is a great song. The whole song is in these phrases of three. It's got these this doomy. It was just like a lot of their a lot of their uh later stuff gets into some more poppy. You know, I mean they they keep coming back, but like there's something about this that's just like this is the first thing you hear of motion city soundtrack
0: them really is a punk band yeah this is probably this and don't call it a comeback are like the heaviest
1: punkiest and marry with that sound too yeah it's it's a perfect intro to the album and the bridge is also very pretty like the first time you kind of hear uh motion city soundtrack pretties, if you want to call it yeah with the pianos within the heavier song for sure
0: so after Cambridge is Shiver, we talked
1: about that, and then is the future freaks me out. One of their definitely most famous songs, even, definitely. Even I mean, I know that everything is all right. This and everything is all right are probably their yeah. two most famous. songs. But even songs. I know some people who, do, who like don't even know everything is all right, and there's something about this song that like stuck in Yeah, in people's This was minds. their debut
0: single, and one of the first songs, like I said, I heard by them. It's kind of iconic. It's, it is. This is their like in the early the early days, the first album, their goofiest kind of song that's sort of a disservice to it because it's it's awesome yeah it's, uh, it's it's a party song definitely and he sort of starts with this like cool breath <laughs> which I like and just Justin in the guitar with a great melody where he's yeah. he's just Best he's so good mood. at drifting in and out of octaves yeah. that it's I have probably a bunch in this uh, in this podcast, either I've already said or I will say later. I'll keep saying falsetto, but I don't even know if it's fa- his falsetto. I think he just has an incredible range he does. that can hit really high notes. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll start off with this great melody, and then when the band comes in, explodes, the Moog kills it, is front and center in this song. Oh, man, I love when
1: he hits the falsetto in the verses. Modern rock guys, being alone. Yeah, he has this knack for hitting some of these things like a little jazzy with these little ah. and like we keep talking about these ins- insane Tony Phils, Even the very understated like yeah, it's like it's yeah. just great. Um, this is really the first time you hear his pop culture lyrics. Oh yeah. I also wanted to mention it. It is really coincidental. I I have a love for '90s sitcoms or sitcoms mm-hmm. that start in the '90s. And I just started getting into Will and Grace. (laughs) It's just kind of worked out with also listening to this song and getting more into this band and whatnot for for the podcast. But what's up with Will and Grace? I I don't don't get get drum and and bass.
0: bass. He's got these nice vibrato bass. Yeah, exactly. That that makes it. And then like all throughout this album, the guitar is doing really cool. And then it'll it'll just go off and do its own thing in the background while
1: the melody comes back. Yeah. yeah, when the chorus finally like hits for the first full time, it even gets it gets even more wordier, which which goes along with your just how is he going? being mad, my It goes on. And on. It's like <laughs> <laughs> what's that? <laughs> uh,
0: there's just so much melody in these guitars. The, I think the best part and the most special part is the bridge. It is of this it's, song. It's
1: definitely one of the. I don't know. I mean, I, there are so Betty. many. There's so much music in the world. And this is just like one of the best bridges. It's, I, it's also iconic. I completely
0: agree. Iconic. It slows down completely. It almost feels like a different part of the song.
1: Waste my time with her. Got the low octave. Betty, it's so hot yeah. and, late and To the whole human
0: race.
1: And then they start. I op- need you. I miss you. Oh fuck it. <laughs> they layer it. these
0: two different melodies on top of each other in like sort of round kind of thing. It just works perfectly. While there's also this great. Uh, Guitar feedback happening in the background That again makes it even cooler
1: There's just so many melodies on top of each other In that part, I just love it I like the concept for the song a lot it's just sort of like I I can't relate to what's happening around me, but right. and you can't either, so like let's stay together. That kind of that kind of Betty notion. can't quit carving question marks in my wrist. Oh, that's, that's good. a great lyric. Also, one of the ones I picked out was I try to compensate her lack of love with coffee cake, ice cream, <laughs> and a bottle of $10 wine. Wow. I love that.
0: <laughs> so hyper specific, which he's so yes. good at really putting you in the story of this relationship or his life when he tells you the little minutiae of what he got at the grocery, like what he brought. Yeah. It's awesome.
1: Also, this man loves his wine, which I can relate to. Oh, boy. We will get, he loves it a little too much. Yeah. Uh, So
0: after that, we had Indoor Living, which was our number one. Then My Favorite Accident, which we had. They're just
1: banger after banger. They're just
0: banger after banger. Then we had Perfect Teeth. And honestly, Perfect Teeth could have made my list, too. I love this
1: song. It's interesting. This, If I had to. To cut it? Could, well, not cut it. Well, actually, yes. <laughs> well, I, we we, had, we what we did talk about at one point um, when we were going through these albums is that one of the original one of the original uh, versions before, before they were they signed added, to epitaph right. It yeah. actually didn't have this one, and it had one of the B sides, which is great, which we can get to. But uh, this album is very long. It's fourteen songs. It's yeah. a little too long. Granted, like Cambridge is a little over two minutes in there, and there's another one. Modern Chemistry is a short song, but still, it's yeah, a, it's, it's a long album. It's long. But this was one of the first songs written as a band. Right. They, they, as a full uh, Jesse, Justin, Tony, Matt, Josh, um, and what's interesting is that they really, to me, again, I, I said that this album has a different sound than other right. albums. You can kind of hear the little poppier direction that they're going. That they were in. going, yeah. Okay, as they started writing together, exactly. Yeah, um, which is kind of interesting. But no, it's it's a it's a great. Song. I know what you
0: mean, especially in his verse. His verse melody,
1: he's super.
0: Yeah, There's so many notes. Yeah, I love it. He he goes like I said, drifts so in and out of this high octave so smoothly. He's got a nice vibrato on it. The instrumental melody is just so cool. What we yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, which becomes
0: the chorus, obviously. Yeah. Um, I just love the bridge of this song. Yes. Well, what so do you consider, I mean,
1: there's like two parts to the bridge. So. Wake up, thought that everybody.
0: Wake up, thought that everybody loved. The, do, 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 do,
1: do, 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 do. Yeah, no, it's funny. Like they have this like awesome groove, kind of poppy. Oh, I know parts. the second bridge. Is yeah, the, yeah, But no, it's been
0: quite a long exactly. time. Exactly. Well, then they then they have or the or hardest
1: or, part of the song, which is the one you just said, and then they go to the softest part. I think that's the post bridge. Okay. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> oh, it's hey, so beautiful. Hey, mm, mm, it's been quite a long time. Oh, yeah. it's yeah. awesome. It's Great awesome. Song.
0: Uh, yeah. another lyric i love in this all the things i remember were they worth writing down i'm kind of someone Ooh. who constantly is like oh i should keep a journal i should keep a diary i should write down this i have a million lists like i constantly think about i should be recording everything that i'm doing in every day yeah. and i don't and it stresses me out so
1: there's some more justin pop culture ck1
0: yeah i also love cars. He, has, he has a lyric uh, late night movie dates with the girls who skate and I just can't relate. Yeah. I wrote a song, I don't know if you know this, back in the day, probably close to this album, called Punk Who Can't Skateboard. Because I was really into punk music and that whole skating culture, and I just couldn't skate. Yeah. And I had my friend Ben try to teach me, and it just did not go <laughs> well. Uh, anyway, I think it's a great song. Um, yeah, the chorus is kind of
1: throwaway in a way, but... Yeah, but... Again, I, I don't know if it's just because I love this album so much and it, it's very nostalgic to me, but it's still something that, like, I'll put it on. and I'll love it. Like, yeah, I, I, it's a great song. So, next song is Boombox Generation.
0: I have. Okay. I used to hate this song, and I think it's probably because I only. Is that right?
1: I always remember that you loved it. Because it's it. so dissonant, it and is awkward, and that guitar. <laughs> but it also had that line you love, which is the. There's no consolation prize. There's no prize for consolation. I remember you <laughs> yes. always like being like, that's There's so no cool. There's no prize
0: for a consolation.
1: Yeah. The band
0: sounds amazing. They sound killer yeah. in this, especially the drums um, and the Oh, the, the, the bass. Tony. Uh, oh. The
1: great sensation. Oh, my God, it's
0: so good. God, the bass is holding good. it down, too, especially in the song. Yeah. Sometimes I think Matt is a little too low in the mix. Mm-hmm. In this one, he's right up there, and he he's holding it down. The chorus is very meh to me. Like, yeah. probably the least important I, I part. I agree.
1: What I love is the the contrast in the two parts of the mm-hmm. song. Granted, it's like the outro is a little shorter than the other oh, part. We're but, not there yet. Yeah, you got more?
0: Well, no. No. What I meant was the outro. Let's talk about <laughs> that. And how I think the outro of this song is my favorite song on the album.
1: Really? That may be hyperbolic, <laughs> but... it. Oh, my God. It's also how they transition into it. Like, we will get to that in two seconds. Is but my as soon my favorite as the, thing. As soon as the... Don't be afraid of what to say. It's already starting to get a little more melodic. Adding the tension, And then though. the... Is the only way. Dun, dun. Dun. And then Josh. I'm guessing Josh. <laughs> Great picked part. Oh, my God. Tony's filling. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah.
0: While, while the guitar is doing something similar um, descending as this one's ascending and Tony is just killing it and it's, with the it's fills. so pretty it's also it's like beautiful it's, it's
1: banging but pretty and like you don't exactly know how many times they're doing it it's not an exact amount of like four times and then they're done at the end of the song it just keeps going and it's just we usually try not to play clips of songs that we're not choosing but you have to hear this
0: It's insane. I love it so much. It makes me so happy. Yeah. A great lyric that I love in this song. We're happy if our songs get heard at all. Yes, It's a very simple, but it's like this new band sort of mentality of, honestly,
1: we just want people to like our music that we're, we're putting out there. I was reading the lyrics and I was kind of confused about what they were talking about, but I think it's like fads come and go. Some, some bands were like we're like hot exactly. shit at one point and then they're not no. and like it, if that happens to us whatever we just want our songs to be heard yeah to me it's about uh sort of bands that
0: are i don't want to say fake but are like sort of put up by record labels to like be these pop idols mm-hmm. and like yeah that that's fleeting and won't won't last and they don't want to be that they just want to be this bring forth donations for the boombox generation yep. i guess that's that's them it's awesome you oh god so good uh, after that comes uh, another song that I said was one of my first songs that I'd heard by them because it was on Pokemon also on Eight. Like, honestly,
1: probably fighting for one yeah, of the spots. It could have been me.
0: for me too. Uh this is the f- i always in my mind, even with in the CD um era where this definitely came out on CD, I don't even know if it came out on record back then. But in my mind when I know, oh it's 12 tracks or 14 tracks, I always split it up in my head. In my mind, what side A, side B yeah. as if it was a record. So this is the first song on side B, which makes me so happy that like side A starts with Cambridge. Yeah. yeah side yeah. B starts with two short bangers, just short, insane bangers. I'm gonna use that word a lot by the way. <laughs> with great uh, moog. It's just loud and the moog has got this sort of video gamey, uh, Atari kind of sound yes, to it. Which, kind of Pokemon. So like, uh yeah. uh like
1: Pokemon. <laughs> It's, yeah, it it's literally the t- heaviest song it in the It sounds album. like you're about to meet a boss in Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> but then
0: it becomes, I think it's the heaviest song on the album because of his yeah. yelling. <sighs> <sighs> I
1: like I I I'll take his and then it's the chanty, that's yeah. our answer, or whatever he says. I love the sort of shuffly rhythm. Of, <laughs> yeah. Another One of the best parts of this song is, uh, his f- This witness was injured and overthrown. <singing> Josh yeah. doing his little yeah. pick thing again, like so all beautiful. over this album. and
0: He's sort of floor tom filled. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, It's awesome. He's uh,
1: super fast.
0: The chorus oh, isn't man. my favorite, um, but who cares? It's just, it's awesome. And once again, an amazing instrumental breakdown that is just, the guitar starts yes. ascending right before this sort of double time, is it double time? Like what, you know what I'm talking about? Which part? So,
1: uh, ugh, I'm not good at this. This is why I should write <laughs> notes down. I'm like so excited. Don't be, oh, that's a different song. <laughs> <laughs> they, all, they all blend together. Uh, don't worry about it. Let's move yeah. on. Um, just one more thing I wanted to mention is that I know you love songs where bands songs. talk about, <laughs> where bands talk about being in a band. Yes. And I don't think Boom I ever realized, generation. well, I think there's something in this that's about that. Because there's a line, set back after set back, the need, the to, need play to play remains. remains. Interesting. And it's something like, we don't like endless cycles. I, I, it sounds to me like a band that's trying to make it. That's just been going round and round so and an round. That's an interesting
0: one-two punch with Boombox Generation. So these are yeah. the, first, the two
1: songs about being in a band. I like that. Yeah, but this was also for me one of the first songs I ever heard of theirs. And it's, damn, it's so
0: good. Another lyric that I just had to pull out. Head buried attacks this manic man. Red glare from the colors of outstretched hands. Again, it's sort of...
1: Higher. Yeah, it's
0: <laughs> awesome. Uh, next is Modern Chemistry. This song grew on me tremendously. Uh, it's just a great melody right out of the gate. I love the chord changes and his falsetto when he hits it, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome
1: crystal light with that I mean, lyric always kind of seemed stupid to me but it's totally I you me. did you read into why that no, lyric exists no. so is apparent, that what he took his pills with no no no
0: crystal light their their slogan is i believe in crystal light because i believe in me oh. that's crystal lights uh okay there, it so makes it even better so he's sort of using it as a as a a, pl- uh, a play on pharmaceuticals i'm assuming
1: for his ocd and depression I specifically always loved the middle part of the song because pretty much this is—it's a very unique song. It's just the same kind of verse, pretty much repeated a bunch of times. It it goes back to the same lyrics of "I believe in medication," Mm -hmm. yada yada, but it's kind of the same uh, like melody and chords. Are you talking about the? No, I'm talking. I just mean as soon as he gets into the. Um, I barely have. The, it's like clicky, and it's down. As soon as it's down, one of my favorite lines is: "They say I suffer from a lack of serotonin synapses. They happen too infrequently for me to be functioning properly." Oh God, that's yeah. so. It's so good and so honest. And this is all about yeah, it's it's sort sad. of an addiction to medication. I took the
0: pills. I took the advice. The panic stopped, but I'm still not right. Racing thoughts and wasted time. I mean, someone who's clearly trying to ease their. You know, panic, panic attacks, or or OCD tendencies, or depressions,
1: and and it about ends therapy so, not fixing him. It ends so again, honest and tragic, or whatever the. Tell them that I truly tried to, to give, give in. in. Yeah,
0: it's like ooh, yeah, it's 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 a tough one. Short and sweet. After that, this capital H. This is the one this song I would. I cut was gonna say for there sure. Was
1: the first one to be cut would definitely be this one. Yeah,
0: it's. It's got a cool uh, moog sound to open it up and a cool Tony Phil, of course, because you got to have those in each <laughs> song. But it's it's sort of a goofy song about being a superhero rock band singer, which is a kind of a nice thing right after the super kind of depressing modern chemistry. But it's kind of repetitive, and even though it's fun and energetic, there's
1: yeah. just not much here uh to yeah. talk about even the, two things i just want to talk about yeah. one yeah. the powers of an evil doctor rocket science just, monster with capabilities like, to destroy the entire universe super nerdy <laughs> it's like, and it's like i like the super so fast cool. talking yeah it is cool and the, i think the best part of this song is just the their jam it's kind of out of nowhere it's awesome so there's always good things to pick out even in the songs that you want to cut from the exactly exactly
0: we talked about the red dress mary without sound to me i just love the ending of this album like those two together are just insane to me which and, ones uh red dress Mary without sound and oh, yeah. i'm about to say autographs and apologies used to be my least favorite song on the album totally growing on me yeah. also so like the the bottom four songs are just oh my god red dress Mary without sound autographs and apologies and AOK ends it so well so autograph and apologies it's another sort of slow ballad type it used to be a bummer for me Speaking of bummers, did you hear? There's like one bum note in this song. Where? There's a bad note really? in the guitar playing. It's like... Dun, oh, when it stops? It goes... Dun, wah, it goes wah, nah. He like hits for a split second. There's
1: like a bad note in there. Oh, if, I, is, if it's there, I kind of like it. And <laughs> I, don't tra- like, I don't even know it, and I kind of like it. It's, it's, already, okay. it's already charming.
0: There's awesome guitar work again in yeah. this song.
1: This um, is definitely the most different song on the album. Like, Indoor Living still has like... It's definitely, I guess, one of the more down ones, but it's still got just like a punching, kind of rocking, especially in the choruses. This one like gets a little rocking at some points in the choruses, but it's definitely the most down, the most, to me, emo. I don't know. Mm. There's something about this.
0: Maybe. I, I love the... That, yeah. that covered the verses. It just makes it... And,
1: the, and then it goes... Yeah, the best part of this is, is is when, in that first chorus, that Tony's and then the how does it all add up with the meow, 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 meow. is this the first song that doesn't have the moog in it
0: i don't think it's in no it, it is it's definitely here it's definitely in it yeah oh i barely could hear it <laughs> um i like it this is sort of a surprise halloween song yeah where he's got the lyric about
1: halloween there aren't right. many i could add those to my halloween playlists um yeah I no. can't let go. and then you hear matt I, I i'm not usually conscious of when you can hear matt who is honestly the main background vocalist or he becomes so oh I is think, that right i, think I didn't even jo- know that. josh like maybe does some chanty stuff but i'm pretty sure he's the one who goes i can't let go oh, that's awesome and then you definitely hear matt a lot it's always fun because in love. our
0: minds i think or at least for me i always thought justin and josh wrote everything and then we sort of we've been watching little, little documentaries of things and to watch matt like be on the piano writing songs i think he's a yeah. big part of it and so it's nice to hear that he also contributes to the vocals and the, and the vocal
1: sound of the album
0: i like yeah. that and then it closes with AOK, which was Adam's second favorite.
1: Should have been on my list. Yeah, maybe uh, should have been my favorite. I don't know. It's like, I love that song. It's amazing. But and thus concludes I am the movie, which one of the most uh,
0: amazing albums. It really is. It is so special to every time I return to it. I never really grow out of bands. I think a lot of Same. people sort of like, Oh, I used to listen to this band, but I sort of grew out of them. It's like I, I think it's kind of bullshit. It bands for Amen, at least brother. For, at least for me, I always maybe forget about and don't listen to and two, three, four, five, even 10 years. And then when I go back, I'm like, holy shit. And these aren't just nostalgical glasses. Like I really, coming back to this album, this is cheesy, but like it felt like home. Like I yeah. want to live in this album. I just love the sounds, the songwriting, the intricate guitar work, his drumming, that Moog sound, which was to me so unique
1: in that music that I was listening to at the time and what yeah. made them stand out. And it is. And what, something interesting that will honestly transition into the next album is that, part of the definitely the moog is a huge part of their sound and definitely sets them apart from a lot of other bands of and I'll say it again the same ilk um, <laughs> but what's another thing that really to me uh, makes them unique are their harmonies mm. but in this album they don't I don't have I I, I I went through I, I like I did some very <laughs> intense listening the only harmonies are in three choruses my favorite accident which is like just very low harmony capital H and red dress. I like red dress. that's interesting. We just recently like the past two days we, we haven't been listening together,
0: but we've been in the car and we've been listening. and it's been fun to hear Adam basically harmonize on every single <laughs> song and chorus and I mean that genuinely because they either they put them in themselves or it's in, it's fun to harmonize to it. These are such catchy and melodic songs even when they're heavy and emotional. yeah um, and for the most part we'll obviously get into ones that are to me are hokey. But they do melody and pop melody so well on this record. And it just especially with how intense and edgy the music is in the background, it's it's perfect. This is to me, this is a perfect album. Even though I talked about cutting capital H, this is like a near perfect album. Yeah.
1: Me. I mean, anytime I'm feeling emotional and maybe even like worked up, this mm. will get me. This will like do it. In some way it'll like the the match, the matching of its like worked upness and like frenetic energy will kind of soothe me. It'll like there's, I don't know. I would love it. I, what
0: I also think is special about this album, I think if I were to recommend this band to anyone, I would say start here, not just because it may or may not be my favorite, because we'll get to our top five albums later, <laughs> but I just feel like there's so much that you can get out of it from different kind of genres that you're into, whether you're into that heavy emo, yeah. post-hardcore, if you're into punk music, even if you're into pop rock, there's so many melodies that are sticky in here, whereas the other ones can get either... Uh, too poppy and mm-hmm. too hooky or too kind of nerdy. I don't know. This one feels like this perfect yeah. album that I, I, this is just a great rock record and, and I would recommend it to anyone Again, and what is sh- out there. If you don't know this album already, after yes, discussing about listen. it for however long, listen to this album. Again,
1: it's very interesting to me because I re- I find this to be a very standalone record uh, compared to the rest and that it was written mainly by Justin and Josh. Two guys, yeah. Which is, I mean, I'm not gonna say it, it's sad that it's like the other guys didn't contribute to like a masterpiece. <laughs> But don't, I mean, no. Contribute. I mean, I'm sure Tony yeah. wrote all. Oh, his for parts. sure, like, for sure. I just mean, like, writing music wise, you, like, like uh, in some way, like, you know, where the genius is, hint, hint. <laughs> um, but this, what I'm gonna, it, to? It's a masterpiece of raw emotional rock orchestrations. That's like the best way I can sum this album up. Yeah.
0: And from a songwriting point of view, we've picked out so many lyrics, so many structural and compositional uh, y- uh, unique qualities to this. Okay, w- we gotta, we gotta get to the next I know, one. But I I That was I am the movie. Thanks for listening to Top 5 Disco, part one in our in-depth discussion, dissection, debate, and analysis of our
1: second artist, Motion City Soundtrack, and their entire discography. Now that we've discussed the early history and recordings of the band and gone through their debut record, I Am The Movie, tune in next week where we explore their sophomore album and breakthrough moment, Commit This to Memory. But before that, we want to know your thoughts, your opinions,
0: and your personal top fives of Motion City Soundtrack. What are your top five favorite songs in I Am The Movie and
1: why? Had you ever heard of this band at all? Let us know. Subscribe to this podcast, find and follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and post your lists and thoughts so we can continue this discussion after the broadcast ends. Also, don't forget to tell your friends and family all about us. Thank you so much for listening.
0: Tune in next time. And remember, it's really all disco.